Lord, we, uh, we stop right now to honor you and acknowledge you, to give you thanks for who you are for this whole world, for every, every human being. And Lord, our, our prayer right now is, is that we know that you're hearing us as your servants. We know that you listen as we plead to you. Because this is for your sake, Lord, that we ask that you smile upon this house of yours, this humble group called Hope. And God, we know you are leaning in and and listening to us and you open your eyes and you see everything that we're going through, despair and sometimes depression, hard struggles. And you see the blessings and the rewards of of your favor as well and the delight of your heart. But you see us, Lord, here, and you see our city, you see our communities, you see our families, our neighborhoods, Lord. And and we we say a prayer, Lord, for for them. We, We say a prayer for this city, Lord, Fairfield, a fair field. It bears a blessing of your name, and yet there's much brokenness in her. And so we make this plea, Lord, not because we deserve your help, but we, we, we ask, God, a plea for us in this city of yours to, to be pouring out your love and to be making an impact. We, we ask that plea because of your mercy to us. Lord, hear us. Thank you for your forgiveness, God. Thank you that you can act for your sake without delay, God, for your people and for this, this house, this sanctuary that bears your name of hope, Christian church, for, for this, this community, Lord, of, of, of believers that is in this town, Lord, every, every body of, of, of believers meeting underneath your son's name, Lord, not just in Fairfield, but in Sassoon and in Vallejo, in, in Vacaville, Lord, for Solano County, God. We, we lift up the bride of this region, God. We begin this year, Lord, knowing quite well that we are not only your, your people, your children, but we're your priests. And, and, and we're royal and, and we're part of your kingdom. And so, Lord, pour out your blessing to us, Lord. Pour out your wisdom to us. Pour out your love to us. Pour out your spirit to us, God, that... It would just pour out into our families, Lord, that each family here would hear the call, the individual call that you place upon their lives, Lord, that they are a, they are a unique witness, God, not just husband and wife and children or husband and wife or, or even just uh, unmarried, Lord, just single people, Lord, but we're a family, God, that, that reflect you. We reflect your bride, Lord. So bear out to us, God. Bear out just the fullness of your anointing, the fullness of your blessing. Pour out your spirit to us, Lord. Pour out your truth and your wisdom, God. Help us, Lord, to be that attractive beacon of light, Lord, that warm fire, that, that loving camp, that, that embrace of, of, of love and affection and, and mercy and tenderness and healing, Lord, that isn't available anywhere else in the world, Lord. Help us, God, 
to just pour that out. And we praise you, Lord. Your spirit is moving. Your spirit touches people that we don't know right now. Your spirit is touching people that we do know. And it is moving. It is, it is, it is touching hearts. It is reaching people. It is, it, it's giving them invitation to be with you, God. And may we just jump into that flow, Lord. May we just jump into that, that spirit of invitation, God, and awakening and, and, and embrace and love, Lord God, and, and flourishing and the opening up of, of your truth and the opening up of, of your rejoicing and the opening up, Lord, of the exchange, Lord, of, of the exchange of, of brokenness for, for joy, Lord, for mourning in, in, into dancing, Father God. Just that we can, we can enter into God, just that, that, that calling that you place upon us, Lord, to be your people, your people of light and love, Lord. We glorify you, Jesus. We glorify you and we thank you, God, that it is you that is moving, not us alone. And we thank you, Jesus, that you pour out your truth and your wisdom to us all through your word. May we continue to follow her, Lord. Follow your wisdom, Lord, as she, as she is everlasting. And may we continue, God, to, to be filled with your embrace of love and your generosity and, 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 and your boldness of, of, of wisdom and your boldness of, of proclaiming, your boldness of truth. Lord, we, we thank you, God. Move us towards your justice. Move us towards your, your, your overwhelming freedom, Lord, your overwhelming passion, your overwhelming sovereignty, God, in, in ruling this world, Lord. For we give you praise, Lord, that we sit at your throne right beside you with the fullness of your blessing and the fullness of your truth, Lord. Praise you and anoint you, Jesus. Anoint you, Jesus, in this house. Anoint you in the body, Lord. Anoint you in the church, Lord, that this is your season, your season of decree. You are making your declaration that your people who call yourself by your name are humble and we shall be healed by you. And thanks for fasting, church. Thanks for fasting. How's the fasting going? Good. Everybody hating it right now? I hate it. It's terrible, man. I, don't, I hate the not eating what I want to eat part. But I love the desire for God that stirs up in me. You know, I, I love how he's faithful with that. I love how he's faithful with that. How many, I'm just curious. How many, how many of you are going through the book? How many, just see your hands. You know, how many of you are getting something? How many of you got something out of that first day? You know, when it talked about, um, you know, the pursuit itself. How many, how many got something out of that? Good day for that. Yeah, that was really good. I got something out of that. You get something out of choose your weapon, second day. Yeah. Any, anybody anybody realize a, a new weapon they hadn't been using for a while? Want to shout it out? Anybody? What's that? Forgiveness. Ooh, cool, cool. Yeah, Celine. Humility. That's a great weapon. Amen. Amen to that. What was that? Praise. Being thankful. Yeah, being thankful for what he's doing. Yeah, there's a lot of great weapons that were revealed in this. I love that day. Um, how about the third day? Preparing for God's power. You guys get something out of that? Anybody remember the third day? Third day? Third day of fasting is usually the hardest. That's like when Jesus died. And sometimes you give up food or you give up what you want and you really are fighting it off. Now, the third day was, was, was awesome. Praying is preparing for power. Recognizing that God's power is with us. When we pray, that we're not just separated, but we're inside of that. That was a cool day. Anybody else get something out of the, the next day? When, uh, you know, day four was, uh, um, you know, God is looking. He's hearing those prayers. Anybody encouraged by that? Good to know he's hearing, right? 
Good to know he's listening. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Fifth day, resilience required, perseverance, hang in there. I'm still remembering this line of just show up. (laughs) Just show up. That's a great line. Just show up and he'll move through it. Um, Then yesterday was a hearing ear, being able to listen to the Holy Spirit, recognizing that he's talking, asking God that we could. This was this was new for me was asking God that I could hear him better than I've ever heard before. Wow, that was powerful for me. That was powerful. Amen. Amen. Which is kind of what the fast is all about, is to get close to God. We give up food to kind of give up. You know, when, you, when God, when you make a sacrifice in the physical realm and saying, I don't, I don't want this anymore or I'm, I'm not going to take that anymore, God can fill that space. And, 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 you know, the word says, Jesus said, you know, man does not live by bread alone, but on every word spoken from the mouth of God. And so we, we don't just we're not just on a diet giving up food. We're we're feasting off of more of God's word, feasting off the wisdom of, of him. And, and so it, it's been it's been a great fast, honestly, so far. Um, and, you know, going into that time it, um, of, of fasting, uh, saw a lot of great inspiration inside of those scriptures that we've been looking at. And I want to take a look at one today. It has to do with the new year. Happy New Year again, everybody. It's 2020. Yeah, yeah. 2020. Kind of a cool Gregorian number, you know, 2020. The Gregorian calendar, a, a number of vision. But I, I didn't know if you were aware of this or not, but we've actually been in the new year since October 8th. That new year that I'm speaking of is actually the year right now is actually 5087 according to the Hebrew calendar. According to the Hebrew calendar. And I, I bring that up not just like, you know, to like, you know, kind of, you know, like when you go to a Chinese restaurant and you look at the, that little uh, that little placement that they have where you go, is it the year of the rat or the fish or whatever that is? I, I bring it up not just in some trivial manner. I mean, the fact that it's 5780 is a significant thing. And the reason it's significant, a couple of principles of God, is one, God uses time. God uses time. I mean, it says in his word that in Galatians chapter 4, it says that, you know, when it was the appropriate time, God came through Mary and gave us Christ Christ Jesus. You know, he, he says clearly that he uses time. And then also we see a principle that God uses the Hebrew people. And then they've been marking off time for a long time, 5,780 years. And, and he uses the Hebrew people to fulfill his promise through time. And if you don't believe that, then just read the book of Revelation and, and, and then, you know, watch CNN or look at the news. And you can connect some dots with what's going on. And, and you can see that God is using that region of the country. He's using that people to march forward and, and fulfill his plan. So the, the significance of, of 5780 for us as followers of God and, and being connected to God's Hebrew people is at the end of, of, of this number, 80, it comes, it's, um, it, it's symbolized by two Hebrew letters uh, that are very significant for us. The first Hebrew letter is pay, pay. 
And, and this is the Hebrew number 480. And the, the, the symbol of pay in the Hebrew alphabet, it means mouth or house. Now, inside of the symbol of pay, if you bear with me, and it doesn't take a lot of creativity to see it, but inside the, the symbol for pay of 80 is the symbol Beth. Now, the word, the symbol of Beth is the Hebrew word for word. It, it, it's breath, and it's not just a spoken word like I'm talking now, but it's a word that is a creating word. So, so here's what, follow me, stay with me. Here's what I want you to know. The very first word of Scripture is Beth. And the Hebrew culture recognizes that Beth is not an isolated symbol. It's a symbol that is surrounded by pay. The word of God comes from the mouth of God. In the beginning was the word and the word became the word is with us now. In Genesis, God spoke. The house, the mouth, the presence of God spoke, and there was breath, and there was creation. So here's why this is important to 5780. This is a decade of God's speaking, a decade of God's decree of what he has given to us. Now, you could easily say, well, doesn't that exist all the time? It's like, yeah, it does. I'm not, don't, I won't debate that. But again, it, it's significant from perhaps a prophetic standpoint that God's marking through time, and here we are in a decade, a season of his proclaiming his creating word. So the question for us is, do you want to jump on board with that or not? The question for us is, do we want to align ourselves with the assignment that God gives to us to be decreeing and proclaiming his word to the world? It, it doesn't have to be 5780. It doesn't have to be 2020 to do that. It's, it's very clear that there is power in our words. The book of James says that in James chapter 3. You look at this here on the screen. You might be familiar with this. It's that with the tongue we praise our Lord and Father. And with it, we curse human beings who have made in God's likeness. One of the same, out of the, out of the same mouth come praise and cursing. My brothers and sisters, this should not be. Can both fresh water and salt water flow from the same spring? It's talking about our hearts and wanting to have the decree of God, wanting to give the proclaim of God. And so as we see, as, as we had from the previous slide, you see this, the roaring mouth of the lion. I mean, this, this, is, this is our job, if you will, to be the, the roaring lion for God of proclaiming his blessing from the house of God, from the heart of God. And today I want to go into more depth about that because as we've been studying in our fasting time, and as we even have declared our fasting time, you, it's very much inspired by the life of Daniel. Now, go ahead and turn with me to the book of Daniel. And if you're visiting with us today, go ahead and grab one of these Bibles and take it home with you. The least we can do is give this to you as a gift. But look at Daniel chapter 9 together in page 529. In, in Daniel chapter 9 and chapter 10, we see that Daniel is going to fast 
for 21 days. He's not going to eat any meat. He's going to eat just pure food. And during this time frame, God's going to give him some vision. God's going to answer prayer. Now, it starts out in chapter 9. Excuse me. We're going to start out in chapter 9 looking over a scripture that you just prayed with me. Look at chapter 9, verse 17. It says, O God, hear your servant's prayer. Listen as I plead for your own sake, Lord. Smile again on your desolate sanctuary. Now, let me pause for a moment, a little background. This is 600 years before Jesus. The nation of, of, of Israel was, was held captive, and, and they were captivated um, and, and hauled off about, 600, about 750 years before Jesus. They were hauled off, and they were uh, in the land of Babylon. And Daniel was noted as being something special about him. And it was special because he was following God sincerely and honestly. And so here he is years later in this place, recognizing that it's kind of towards the end of the season of occupation. And he's crying out to God. He's in a plea. He's he's in a he's in a petition prayer and and he's interceding prayer for, for brokenness. And so here's this prayer crying out for his sanctuary And he goes, oh, my God, lean down and listen to me. Open your eyes and see our despair. See how your city, the city that bears your name, lies in ruins. We make this plea, not because we deserve help, but because of you, excuse me, because of your mercy. Oh, Lord, hear, oh, Lord, forgive, oh, Lord, listen and act for your own sake. Do not delay, oh, my God, for your people and your city bear your name. We just prayed this ourselves, and he's crying out in this plea, and then we get to see what happens, what God does as a result. It's incredible. He says in in the next verse, I went on praying and confessing my sin and the sin of my people, pleading with the Lord my God for Jerusalem, his holy mountain. As I was praying, Gabriel, that's the angel Gabriel, who I had seen in the earlier vision, came swiftly to me at the time of the evening sacrifice. He explained to me, Daniel, I've come here to give you insight and understanding. The moment you began praying, a command was given. And now I am here to tell you what it was, for you are very precious to God. Listen carefully so that you can understand the meaning of your vision. A period of 70 sets of seven has been decreed. For your people and your holy city to finish their rebellion, to put an end to their sin, to atone for their guilt, to bring in everlasting righteousness, to confirm the prophetic vision, and to anoint the most holy place. Now listen and understand. Seven sets of seven plus 62 sets of seven will pass from the time the command is given to rebuild Jerusalem until a ruler, the anointed one, comes. He's talking about the Messiah. Jerusalem will be rebuilt with streets and strong defenses despite the perilous time. And and, and then it it goes on with more of the dream, but I need to stop here because I want to focus not so much on the dream or or the end times or the eschatology, if you will. Nice, big, fancy uh, biblical word, Christian word for the end times. But I want to focus on what is going on with Daniel during this fasting moment that he's going through and this prayer that he has. 
I want us to note, I want us to take great note here that the moment he prayed, Gabriel said, a command was given. He's got this plea to God, a sincere, honest, humble, I'm recognizing my sin, I lay it all out to you. Lord, move, please move for my people, move for you. It's not just for me, I'm not just asking for the cosmic Santa Claus here. I want a movement of your love and your spirit, please move. And, and in that sincerity, heaven, God, responded. He gave a command. And, and so here's, here's this first truth about prayer and, and this fasting time that we're going through, if you will, is that power flows from the plea. God's power flows out because of the plea. It instigates something. It changes something. It stirs something up. It has a response in heaven. When we are sincere and we're approaching God for what he wants to do. When we're lined up and aligned in our prayers and our pleas. And they are, they are for the movement of God in our families. For the movement of God in our loved ones. For the movement of God in our community. For the movement of God in our church. God lines things up and he sets things in motion. A command was given. Now notice that command is also has this other word that was used. In verse 24, <clears throat> excuse me, not only was a command used, but it was a decree. A decree is something that a king makes to establish his law. A decree is a command that has motion to it, has action to it. Excuse me. If you want to hear this message without pause, you can go on our website. and You won't have to hear me. Uh, you can go on the website and download the podcast, and you don't have to hear me, uh, you know, sip water. Anyway, okay. A little plug for a podcast. But here, here's, here's the thing I want us to see, though. This word decree. It, it comes from the Hebrew word kafak. And, and what this word decree means, it means to cut off, to decide something. To establish it. So what's cut off is the enemy is cut off. What is established is God's house, his mouth. The words from his mouth are established. What, what, is, what happens with decree is God's movement of his kingdom is poured out. Thank you, G. So it's important for us to see that happening here in Daniel because it happens for us. And this is a place that I believe in this fasting time, we have an opportunity not just to align with God and what he's got going on, but to align with it in a more powerful way than I think sometimes we're used to. That for us to not just own our, the fact that we're priests, but to own the fact that we're a part of the kingdom and we have the power of decree. Let me walk you through that for just a second. In Hebrews chapter 7, it's spoken about Jesus being from the order of a priest by the name of Melchizedek. Now, Melchizedek 
was, uh, it says in Hebrews 7, Melchizedek was a king of the city of Salem and also a priest of God Most High. So he had two roles. He had two functions, all in one body, all in one thing, all in one human being. He was not just a priest interceding for the people, praising God, putting in you know incense and prayers, asking God for pleading, but he was also a king making decrees for God and playing them out and watching them move. And Hebrews, the author of Hebrew, tells us quite clearly, Jesus is from the same cut. He's from the same order. He's from the same line. Jesus became a priest, not by meeting the physical requirement of belonging to the tribe of Levi, but by the power of a life that cannot be destroyed. He, he was a priest because he was from God's kingdom, overcoming death. And the psalmist pointed this out when he prophesied, you are a priest forever in the order of Melchizedek. Now fast forward Jesus and walking around with his followers and his doing miracles and them having their own pleas and their own desires to, to heal people and to restore things in, in their own life, or restore even the government order, the, the politics, the, 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 their financial situation. He, they wanted all that restored. And Jesus reveals himself to them. Peter wakes up to see what it is. And here's Peter's response, and here's Jesus' response. It's in Matthew 16. It's the ecclesia. And I tell you that you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church... The Greek word used was ekklesia, that means the called out ones, and the gates of Hades will not overcome it. I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. So note this. I mean, how many of you remember when we talked about ekklesia last year? How many of you are familiar with what ekklesia means? That, that you're vaguely familiar. That ekklesia means you're a called out group of people. You're the legislature of that, of, of that new government that's occupied this land, occupied this territory. I'm going to take indigenous people. I'm going to call them out. I'm going to place them on a council. And they're going to be my legislature from the people. And they're going to fulfill my orders of kingdom, my decree, to the people. So we got Melchizedek, we got king and priest in Jesus telling us, the body of Christ, that we are his legislature. That we're here not just only to make a plea and ask, but to decree and declare and proclaim what he and his, he has already established in his word, what he has already claimed. Do you get that? Do you see that? That 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 in even even for Daniel we see that you know Daniel you read on and you read on on your own in, in chapter ten and in verse twelve uh, it, it talks about you know not being afraid and, and knowing that when uh, when. Daniel was fasting for 21 days. The archangel Michael had difficulty in the spiritual realm fighting through an enemy, the prince of Persia. And so in, in this spiritual realm, Daniel's fasting, proclaiming this plea, and a decree is being made, and that battle is being won because Daniel 
is pleading on the power of the decree of the name of God over the people. Do you see that? Do you see that our prayers have power? Do you see that our, 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 the, the, this truth here for us is that, that we are a powerful legislature of God? We are God's, we are God's legislature making sure His laws are being fulfilled in the world. happens when you fast you don't get fluid so we we see this aspect that that you know daniel himself is involved in this and and you know this word ecclesia i just want to touch base on that just one more little time here in that you know oftentimes we have all these all these words for the church you know and, and and god doesn't want the church just to be a building the church is not a building, nor is the church a 501c3 organization. The church is a legislature. And we use words like family of God. We use words like the bride. We use words like congregation. And, and I want you to know something. Those words aren't synonymous. Or aren't synonymous. They don't mean the exact same thing. Now, they all describe the same people, but they mean different things. We have a characteristic of being the bride. We have an anointing to be the bride, to prepare ourselves to be adorned, to be purified, to be sanctified, to be pure, to, to walk out our lives in, in a better way, not being tempted by the same old sin that keeps getting us. We, we have a, a bride anointing. We have a bride aspect. But that means something totally different from being an ecclesia. Being an ecclesia is about establishing his decree. It's about establishing what he has said and what he has spoken. And, and, and so we see ourselves as this powerful legislature. There's, there's these great scriptures. Matthew 28, when Jesus, before he ascended, he said, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. All authority. Everything, all sovereignty. There isn't a thing you are going through that he is not over. Period. Health, finances, relationships, addictions. There's not a thing that he's disconnected to. Go, therefore, and make disciples, make followers of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, Make sure the Spirit of God, my presence, gets inside of us all and teaching them to observe all that I commanded you. And lo, I am with you always to the end of the age. He is with us through His Spirit. He is with us inside of us. We have His authority inside of His Spirit proclaiming that and moving through the world. We also see that in Revelation chapter 1, it talks about us being from the order of Melchizedek. Revelation chapter 1. Grace and peace to you from the one who is, who always was, and who is still to come, from the sevenfold spirit before his throne and from Jesus Christ. He is the faithful witness to these things, the first to rise from the dead and the ruler of all kings of the world. And glory to him who loves us and has freed us from our sins. Amen? Amen. By shedding his blood for us, he has made us a what? Say that out loud like you mean it. 
for God, his father, all glory and power to him forever and ever. We have a kingdom authority, a power and a priestliness. We have both. You can look at First uh, Peter chapter two nine. For we're a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people belonging to God, who've been called out by Him to declare His wonderful good news out into the world. I'm, I'm paraphrasing. Forgive me, but to proclaim the excellencies of Him who has called you out of darkness into His marvelous light. We, we have been given this this proclaiming, this decree aspect because we're in a kingdom we're in an authority position so here's where here's where this plays out our here's the third truth our about prayer our pleas our our prayers go beyond pleading our prayers should not just be oh god would you please do this our prayer should be declaring and, de- and, and being a decree of what God promises to do, what God has done, and what God will do. We, we need to move our prayers beyond just asking and asking and asking and being two-year-olds and going, can you move this, can you move that? Uh, I've, I've got this one, I'm going to share this with you and it's going to ruin you. If you're ever in a prayer group, listen for how many times you hear, oh God, would you just, and then fill in the blank, just, would you just heal somebody? Would you just do this? Would you just do that? For one, it's a lie, because we want them to do more than that. So we're, you know, it, it's this language we have of politeness. In, in our human world, I, I don't want to ask for too much. I don't want to bother you, big guy. And so I don't want to offend you. So can you just do this one little thing, please? It, it, it's not biblical. It's not biblical. We're, we're, we're part of that authority. He, he wants to do more than just that. Just, and, and we can look at Scripture and we can declare what he is said and spoken already. We're, his, we're that house where his word comes out of our out of us as a house. We are the mouth, and he's the generator of it. Look at you know. Look at Matthew six. Look at Matthew six. Matthew six is the Lord's prayer. You guys, familiar with it at all? Let's say it together for fun, and and for meaning. Oh, Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts. And we also have forgiven our debtors and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. And if you're Protestant, for thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. So what I want you to notice, there's two areas here. There is, it begins with decree. Your kingdom is coming. Your kingdom is moving. You are in action right now. And then it has plea. Can you provide for us? Can you strengthen us? Can it, can it help me live out your love to be forgiving? But it starts with decree. And, and I think sometimes we get weak on decree because we see this aspect of, of this in, in Matthew 16. Back to Ecclesia. Let's, let's go back. To, but let's look at that back end of this verse. He says, I will give you the keys of the kingdom legislature. 
I will give you the kings of the kingdom. Whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Now, this is saying that if you are my kingdom and you're my authority, you're my legislature, and you are decreeing and binding and loosing things that I've already spoken about, then that's going to happen. This is this is not this is not, you know, common terminology of name it, claim it. Oh, I want a Mercedes Benz. Uh, I mean, this plays perfectly into what the ladies are going to be doing with their vision thing. You're not going to be putting slapping things on a, on a piece of paper going, oh, yeah, I want the Maserati. You know, if God told you that, then, yeah, you are. But you're going to be putting things on there that God wants you to have. And you're going to be in decree over that. And so we see this aspect of, of prayer and this aspect of our Christian life where he wants us to, to be involved with him. And this is an old principle. It goes back to, to, to the beginning, if you will. Uh, and we saw that in, we see that in Daniel. You can look at it, and it comes from this truth about God and his word. Look at Numbers chapter uh, 23 with me quickly. It says, God is not human that he should lie, not a human being that he should change his mind. Does he speak the Hebrew word amar and then not act, which is the Hebrew word yaasah? Does he promise and not fulfill? When you look at the word amar, it means to, to confess from the heart. It means that God is talking in these words from his heart, from his passion, from what he desires. That is what he's proclaiming in these words, in these promises. 250 promises in the New Testament, 750 promises in, in, in the whole entire Bible. You can take every one of them and know they are from his heart and you can declare them and he will act. And this word act, yeah, it means that there's a finality to it. It means there's a desire to it. It means that I, I, am, I am moving things. I am creating. It's a creating word. It means that his word creates. And as his legislature, there's brokenness in your families. There's brokenness in your kids. There's brokenness in your marriages. There's brokenness in your finances. There's brokenness in your own flesh and your addiction. There's brokenness in your neighborhood. There's brokenness in this town. There's brokenness in this state. There's brokenness in the legislature. And my God, if you haven't watched the news, there's brokenness in Washington, D.C. And there's brokenness all over the world. And yet... We have his all authority and legislature to declare that brokenness changed and transformed and healed. And we are not walking in it. We need to walk in it and stand in it and declare it and give that decree. We're not Barney Fife out there with only one bullet being afraid to shoot it and try to load it when we were confronting the enemy. We are more than conquerors. A conqueror is somebody that defeats the enemy. A more than a conqueror is somebody who shows up to the battlefield and the enemy realizes I am outnumbered and I am outstrength and I'm running away. We are more than that conqueror because of his authority and his word. And so as a church, as we go through this fast, I'm, I'm challenging us. And the inspiration I'm getting came from Wednesday and looking at Daniel and looking at what he did with his prayers before the anointing of Christ is that he had his prayers change things in the spiritual realm and in the physical realm. And we have that same authority to change that. And we, we don't need to get all whacked out by, you know, confession is this thing where we just go, oh, it's my sin or, or please, God. 
There are, there are promises that he makes that he gives to us that we can hold on to. Here, here's a couple of them. Here's a couple of them. First Corinthians 1 Corinthians 1.5. Being rich in everything by him in all under utterance and all knowledge, even as the testimony of Christ was confirmed in you. So you got confusion on what to do? Ask the Holy Spirit to give it to you. You can declare it. I have the Holy Spirit. I have the ability to understand what I don't see. I have the ability to be guided by you to proceed through this problem. Here's another one. Second Thessalonians 1 verse 11. We pray always for you that God would count you worthy of this calling and fulfill all the good pleasure of his goodness and the work of faith and power. That the name of Jesus may be glorified you and you in him according to the grace of our God. May the, we can declare that the grace of Jesus is being proclaimed in our lives. The grace of Jesus is what people are seeing. The love and the compassion of Jesus is what is pouring out. We can have that decree. We can make that time of, of proclamation for him. And, and we can move. We can move from being just praising and petitioning and pleading and, and being priestly. We can move to being kingly. We can move to be the roar of the lion, if you will. We, we can move to, to making our prayers make a punch and impact lives and change things. If we persevere and if we own this legislature that he gave to us and we own his authority. So that's my prayer, is that we would do that. We would be that movement. And, and perhaps a way to walk this out is I, I have... Um, I've got the ability to give you handouts. So there's some handouts on what the promises are, so you can pray those over your family. When you're filling out this prayer card, let us know where you want God's authority proclaimed. And if you need help with that, we'll guide you through that as we're praying for people. And certainly, I invite you to be prayed over today. Come forward, and we'll be glad to pray over you and declare what God is doing. Declare his movement. Because uh, it may look like we're surrounded, but we're surrounded by him. Let's pray. Father God, you are just absolutely awesome. And we thank you for your victory over all things. And we thank you for just humbly including us in your authority. May this be the decade, Lord, of many things, but may, be a, may it be a decade of decree. May we move, Lord, in being stronger in understanding the authority that you have, that you have bequeathed and given to us. We praise you and we glorify you. And all, all God's children said, amen. Amen.